Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. And thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. And as we know, Saturday night, the first of three Group 1 nights of racing coming through. Two Group 1 features set to be run on Saturday night, including the Aqua Construction's Rising Sun. The other one is the Stallions Australasia Daryl Alexander Trotting Championship Final. It's going to be a great night. It's going to be a great weekend because we've got Harness Racing at Marburg. They're part of Tad Constellations this year. Their fields released yesterday and they're going to be very competitive races coming through on Sunday afternoon. So if you want to feast across the weekend of harness racing action, Saturday night, Albion Park, and it's Marburg on Sunday afternoon. One man that is certainly going to be flying the, the Queensland flag proudly on Saturday night is Pete McMullen. He was the leading driver in the country last year. 315 wins last year. Broke the record for a Queensland driver. And as it stands right now, he's the leading driver in the country at this point of the year. 125 wins on the board. He joins us first up this morning. Pete, appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. Good morning. How does that figure stack up right now? So we're in early July or, say, mid-July, July 7 today, 125 wins. Where do you think you were about this time last year? Um... Yeah, I'm not real sure, to be honest. I know a little while back there, it was sort of very similar to last year. Um, you know, last year we had a very big back end of the year. So, um, yeah, it could be sort of similar sort of stats as last year. Okay. So are you thinking that it could be a big finale to the end of this year again for you? Um, probably not. Uh, obviously, with the, the launch of Somerset Farms and, and standing rock and roll dance, I'm, I'm sort of thinking this year might be a little bit slower come breeding season. Okay. Speaking of a rock and roll dance, he's got a representation in this Group 1 feature, the Rising Sun, on Saturday night, and it's your own horse. He's already a Group 1 winner. He's Group 1 plates, big wheels. He, he made the field after a slashing run last week in the Queensland Sun. Do you think, just looking back at that replay, with a little bit more luck, he, he could have won that race? Yeah, for sure. He um, obviously got held up, you know, for quite a while, and, you know, he had to sort of really change his course and top of the straight and, and absolutely motored home. He was um, yeah, really, really good. He's deceptively quick. And, and the best thing about big wheels, uh, given a trip like he got last week, he was buried on the inside, but he can follow a pace, can't he? Yeah, certainly can. Um, you know, he, he's he, he's so strong, but yet, um, you know, he's got good acceleration as well. So he can follow any pace and, you know, his manners are pretty good. So he can sort of really... We can put him wherever we want and let him run home, or we can do work. So he's very versatile. He's a, he's a you know, all-around great racehorse. Okay. You can't have him any better, you you and your wife, Chantel, going into Saturday night? No, I, I think he's spot on. Um, you know, we've been really happy with how he's done this whole campaign. He's, you know, obviously he's got a good record all the way through his career, and, um, you know, he's never, never let us down. He's always run a good race, but I think he's at the peak of his favourite run at the moment. Okay. Now, the other thing that's really interesting for this race on Saturday night, you guys competed in the inaugural edition last year, you and Chantel, with another son of a rock and roll dance, the full brother to Big Wheels, Black Sedance. He went around. He finished towards the tail last year, but are you expecting a better result this year? Yeah, definitely. Things didn't go to plan last week with uh, last year of Black Sedance. He, um, I think he made a bit of a mistake there and just wasn't comfortable, but... Um, 
you know, fingers crossed we have a better year this year. And I, I think Big Wheel's the right horse for it. Um, you know, there's no other horse I'd like to have in the race. Yeah, looking back at last year, he probably got the draw he didn't want Black Sedans and Big Wheels. If he got the draw that Black Sedans had last year, I'm sure you'd be really pleased with it. Yeah, they're probably a little bit different like that. Um, Black Sedans doesn't really like being jammed up too much. He, he likes a bit of open space. and Whereas um, Big Wheels, he, he, yeah, he's just such a good good resource. It doesn't sort of matter where he is. He can sort of be jammed up or have room or do work. Doesn't It just doesn't matter. He's just such a great resource. Yeah, just digressing for a second, now that we've mentioned Black Sedans, you must be thrilled with the way he was going. Uh, his run last week was just phenomenal. Yeah, we're, we're super happy with him. He's um, ticked along really good. Last week, he had, he had the best splits for the race once again. And, um, you know, week in, week out, his splits have been incredible. So everything's sort of, you know, working out perfect for the, for the you know, next week's uh, Sunshine Sprint yeah, and so- the Blacks and Fake, fingers crossed. Yeah. So you missed this week, the Mr. Feelgood, and then you've got the, the two big Group 1 features and obviously the, the Grand Circuit event, uh, the, the Blacks are fakes, the main aim. Yeah, you know, and obviously, you know, we're going to be up against some you know, some great horses, but, um, you know, he certainly showed it of late that he's certainly right up there with some of the best horses in the country. Yep, no doubt about that. Just on the rising sun, uh, so you're driving big wheels, he's got that second row draw. You go around more than most, and you're the leading driver in the country. How does this race unfold on the weekend? It's going to be interesting. Um, obviously, there's a lot of speed in the front line from you know from one all the way out to gate seven. Um, you know, and there's all great drivers, so they're probably not going to get into any speed wars. But at the same time, you would think they would all want to get into the race and be up on the front end. So, you know, it looks like it's going to be um, you know a very tactical race and and um, you know, I think there'll be a genuine pace the whole way, which should hopefully bring some of us second-line horses into it. Mm. The three-year-olds, that that's the exciting component about the Rising Sun. We've got the two invited three-year-olds being Rip, who's a dual Group 1 winner, Leap to Fame, a last start Group 1 New South Wales derby winner. Are they capable? Last year was Krug and cashed up. They were fourth and fifth, respectively. Can a three-year-old take it this year? Um, I, I think they can. I, I think they're two great horses, Um you know, Rip's obviously got un- unbelievable speed and, and um, just a, a great horse. He's a great individual. And, and Leap to Fame, you know, he's an absolute, you know, freak in, in my eyes. He, he's, a, you know, he's a, a raced against him numerous times and he just does things so easy. And we see him when he won the New South Wales Derby, you know, how he absolutely smashed, you know, the best of his crops. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be hard from the go up against the four-year-olds, but, you know, there's, there's two horses that certainly are good enough to do it. Yeah, you love League to Fame, don't you? Yeah, I really do. Um, you know, a few times there, I've sort of gone to war with, war with him with um, a couple of our own runners, and he's beaten me every time, and, and Grant hardly moves on him. He just sort of gives him his head a little bit, and away he goes. Mm. Last year, amazing dream. The mayor was able to win the race, and the favourite this year again is a mayor, the only mayor in the race, and it's the first time she's taking on the boys. How do you assess her, ladies in red? Yeah, she, she's just an out-and-out champion. Um, you know, you, you can't fault her. Her record's unbelievable, and she's just a great mare, and she's going to be certainly hard to beat in this rising sun. All right. Well, that is going to be an absolute ripper. It's race eight on the program. The other Group 1 feature is the uh, the trotting feature, the Stallions Australasia, Daryl Alexander Trotting Championship. Riley Moment is your drive. You've won this race twice as a driver. Uh, your wife prepared a winner a couple of seasons ago with Majestic Simon. 
can Riley Moment add her name to the uh, the role of honour? Yeah, I think she can. She um, obviously her form's been pretty good of late, and she raced really good last week. And um, you know, her last split last week was super. So, you know, uh, you know, she got that a good draw, which I think will work out pretty good. And um, you know, there's no reason why she she sort of can't repeat last week's performance and probably win this race. Yeah, I was going to say, has she surprised you with the way she stepped up and the way she's come through this series? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, she she really is quite strong, and then last week she sort of showed us that she has um, you know has a good turn of foot as well. So, you know, I, I think she's right up to this sort of race. Yeah, it, it's a good point you raise. She she got home in good sectionals last week, but she's proven at this distance range. So there's no issues there whatsoever. The stone's going to be crucial. How she gets away, how some of the others get away, but uh, she looks like she's got really strong winning claims here. Yeah, um, you know, it's an interesting race and. It's you know to be fair, it's probably not the strongest DJA we've we've seen in the past, but um, you know it's a very good even field, and, and there was some eye catching runs last week as well. But um, you know I think if we you know if we can get a good spot early and, and, and be nice and close after Stephen, which from the one draw I think we will be, I think we're definitely with a good chance. Okay, who are the main winning hopes here in this race in your eyes, away from Riley Moment? Um, Dolphin Cap, he was um, you know. Obviously, he got beaten last week, but prior to that, he'd been, you know, exceptionally well. So, you know, I think he's, you know, going to be a very big chance. And, um, you know, it, it, there was multiple horses that were actually very impressive last week. Um, Indefensible, the horse hit the line very good last week as well. Mm-hmm. What about your sisters? They're, they're going to be rivals for you on Saturday night in this race. Global flight, he blew up last week, but his three previous wins were excellent. And Red Castleton was another eye-catcher last week. Yeah, both horses have been racing very well. Um, Global Flight obviously, you know, had that perfect record when he for his first few starts and made a mistake last week, but he's been super impressive in, in his three wins in Australia, so um and seems to have very good speed. So yeah, you know, obviously gonna be a very big danger and, and Red Castleton, um, you know, he's got a great record in, in Australia and um you know, he's a very fast horse and if he gets a good trip he's gonna be very lethal no matter where he is. Okay, just in closing, though, with Riley Moment, uh, drawn barrier one. Over in the back straight, they start at the 26.47. Is that a good place to be drawn in close? I think so. I think, you know, good barrier draws in big races are always important. And, um, you know, standing starts, you usually get a little bit of room if you, uh, you know, if we, if we do happen to get away a bit slow or something, there's a bit of room to sort of make decisions. So, um, fingers crossed it works out well. Okay, rolling moment owned by Ross Patrick, and Ross owned your previous winner or Chantel's previous winner, which you drove in, in Majestic Simon. But you, you sort of can't really compare the two; they're, they're complete opposites, aren't they? Yeah, they kind of are a little bit. Um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think Majestic Simon would still have the have the edge over Riley Moment, but um, yeah, yeah, they're obviously um, he was just a, you know a, a great horse, and he's still doing great great things now. So. Um, you know, fingers crossed she can do do half as good as he did. All right. The other group three feature, you've picked up the drive here on Cruz Bromack, a, a former New Zealand Cup winner. Jason Grimson prepares. Many are saying this is a match made in heaven. You driving for Jason Grimson? Yeah, it's um, pretty exciting, really. Obviously, he's, well, it's just exciting to be able to drive this horse. He's, he's you know, been a great horse for many years, and um, I think he's got a race that looks like it's going to suit him. Can you leave this field? 
I think so. Obviously, he's got you know, he's got great gate speed, and um, you know we've got some very good horses joining inside and outside of us. But um, you know, hopefully, Jason gives me instructions to to go to the front and, and keep improving. Okay. Well, that's Saturday night. Uh, the other one that I just wanted to get a, a quick uh, mention on was Hemsworth in that Rising Sun Consolation. Uh, sexually, he, he couldn't have done any more last week. So, can he take the consolation? I think he can. I think four is a bit of a tricky draw for him. Um, you know, and he probably wasn't quite as good last week as what he had been in the previous, but he, you know, hadn't had a perfect sort of lead up. He'd sort of missed a couple of runs there. And, um, you know, I think he's going better this week. And I think if we can get a work out a good trip, I think he'll give a really good show. All right. Well, it's going to be a great night of action, no doubt about it. So uh, here's hoping that uh, you've got some luck on your side and you can pick up uh, some Group 1 glory again there on the weekend. And just on a rock and roll dance, the inquiries, they're still coming thick and fast? Yes, we've got quite a number of Brookings. Um, obviously, we're still looking for more. So, um, yeah, rock and roll dance. Standing in Queensland, make your foal Q-Bird eligible. Absolutely. Really appreciate the time, Pete. We'll see you trackside. Cheers, Chris. There's Pete McMullen, the leading driver in the state and in the country. 125 wins so far, and we're just into July. Let's continue to talk about this Group 1 Rising Sun race, and one of the key horses for many, many reasons is Rip Jewel, Group 1 winner this season. He was unplaced in his first local run at the unsuitable track at Redcliffe in the Derby, but he lands the inside gate, and he's a, he's a key runner for many, many reasons, like I said. His trainer is Bernie Hewitt. He joins us online now. Bernie, appreciate the time. Yeah, no worries, Chris. Uh, you, you selected barrier one. There was no hesitation there on Monday night with the barrier draw? No, no, that was the, the barrier we wanted. So, um, yeah, no, we were lucky enough to come out first up. And, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, no hesitation at all. Okay, you've had a couple of days to, to peruse that front line. Uh, how does that front line speed look for you? Uh, look, it's a few variables there. I think it just depends. I thought Ladies in Red will be a, a key factor there as to how much gate speed she shows. Um, there looks to be good speed outsider. Um, honestly, it's it's hard to work out, and I don't think we'll really know until they let them go and see just how it unfolds. But I I would anticipate to be a fair few sort of looking to get forward, if not initially um soon after you know soon after they settle so uh yeah i think there'll be plenty of plenty of fireworks okay what's the ideal scenario for you with uh, that gate there on saturday night oh i think uh i think you just gotta um obviously see how how he comes off the gate but ideally he'd probably you know behind leader It'd be ideal, I think. Um, you know, it's obviously hard to know just how they're all going to come off the gate and how much pressure there is. But, you know, realistically, they can't... Uh, not every runner can go too hard because the back row really come into it then once there's been too much petrol burn early. So, um, yeah, I think uh, a number of drivers will be uh, toing and froing a bit and trying to work out what what they uh, their plan might be. But... I, I think in the end it'll be just decided as the race unfolds. You know that no one will really know. I don't think. Okay. What, what do we take out of last start, the Redcliffe Derby? The track just didn't seem to suit him. He, he never looked comfortable. How's he been since? Have you taken him back to Albion Park? Is he ready to go for this weekend? 
Yeah, yeah. No, we took him in last Friday for a hit out. Um, had a gallop and pacemaker in front of him and, um, you know, he worked quite good sectionals. We're out off the pegs a fair way. It was a wet morning and, um, uh, you know, he was out four wide in the middle of the track and um, he ran his last mile in around two minutes. But um, the way he did it, we were really happy. Uh, Doug was up and drove him and I drove the pacemaker and um, we thought it was a pretty fair workout. And uh, since then, I've just done the rest of his work back here at Tweet Heads. Okay. I spoke with your daughter, Gemma, who's also represented on Saturday night with Cashed Up after competing last year. So there's that family rivalry going into this Group 1 feature on Saturday night. But I made the point uh, when talking about Gemma, with your guy, Rip, he doesn't look like a three-year-old, does he? No, he's an overgrown big fella. Um, so he is. He, he looks more like he'd have another year or so on him. But um, the good part is he's, he's been able to handle himself uh, you know, it all starts to date except for the one at Redcliffe. So, you know, we're not going to take anything out of that uh, run, just sort of uh, put it down to a bad experience and a bad decision to actually go there. Uh, but some of those things you don't really know and uh, until you do do the trip. So uh, it didn't work out. So, uh, you know, we just got to look at his previous form and, um, and what's, up, you know, upcoming for him now. Okay, last year the two three-year-olds, uh, Krug and Cashed Up, fourth and fifth respectively. Your guy looking at it, Bernie, and many are saying this is only start number nine for him on Saturday night. He's yet to prove himself beyond 1,700 metres. Do you have any fears with that? Look, he uh, he can work strong mile and half on my track back at home, um, you know, with, with uh, Metro-type horses and... Um, you know, he's, he's just showing us that he's had that above-average ability uh, the whole way through. Obviously, a race like this um, is going to test any horse that has a hard run, so um, there'll be no sort of places to hide. So I, I think, you know, with the ideal run, I think he'll be a force to be reckoned with myself. All right. Away from your horse, uh, who, who is the horse to beat if you can single one out? It's very hard, isn't it? You know, um, because of it's such a such a class field. Um, I, I, if the race is run upside down, um, I've got a lot of respect for Better Eclipse off the back row. Um, he, he's racing really well. You look at trailing horses like Manila Playboy and, and Big Wheels and Cashed Up and those sort of horses on the back row. They could capitalise on any um, you know any. Um, any situation that's you know been cooked up too much up up front so um and then on the front row well ideal dan's a, a great horse beyond delight there's a whole heap of them captain crusader's got great gate speed and seb's choice is you know he, he's proven now he's won a group one at redcliffe the other week and so and the other three-year-olds the other three-year-old leap to fame and ladies in red there's a whole heap of, i'd rather not single any of them out because you know, yeah. what that mare's done in her career is unbelievable. And um, she's got an ideal draw, you know, coming out of barrier three. So it's just one of those races. Like, I think I'm just going to watch it from the grandstand. You know, Doug's going to have the reins and um, hopefully the horse goes as good as he can. And um, and if he does that, um, you know, hopefully he'll be right there. Owners Wayne and Julie Loder, trackside? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wayne and Jules are coming up tomorrow. Yeah, so they'll be uh, they'll be up there on Saturday night. Yeah. All right. One final one before I let you go. Make mine Memphis. He's absolutely fine. Can he take that opening race? Um, yeah, he's just sort of been just in the wrong spot at the you know most of his races lately, and um, he missed the kick in the Redcliffe uh, race. But um, 
you know, he backed it up again last week with a, another great run. I, I think the Redcliffe race, they said he was one of the quickest the last halves run there and same the previous start at Albion. So he, he's definitely in great form. Um, he's run last week to get beat a half head. He just didn't quite get there in time. Well, that was a great run. So he's got a, a trailing draw. So, you know, it, look, it looks like it's a, you know, a race that he could really finish off in here and hopefully he can get the money. All right, awesome. Really appreciate the time, Bernie. We'll see you at Trackside on Saturday night. No worries, Chris. Thanks, mate. There's Bernie Hewitt uh, joining us. So rip starts for him in that Group 1 feature. He's the, uh, the star three-year-old along with Leap to Fame. Can the three-year-old take it on Saturday night? Uh, as I said, fourth and fifth last year in the inaugural edition of The Rising Sun. Will it be the year of the three-year-old 2022? Well, we'll find out on Saturday night. It's an outstanding race. Ten of the 13 runners, including the emergency, already Group 1 winners. So as Bernie outlined, it's hard to single one out because they've all got outstanding credentials, no doubt about it. Our next guest is about to join us now. Two drives for this driver on Saturday night. One starts in a Group 1 race. The other looks really well placed. So let's find out if uh, there's confidence there. Talia McMullen joins us now. Talia, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Two drives, but they're two really good drives. Prime Rider in race two and Red Castleton in that Group 1 trotting feature. Yeah, they're both uh, pretty nice drives and I'm excited to be able to get out there on the weekend. Yeah, well, let's talk about this Group 1 feature, the Daryl Alexander Trotting Championship final. He went around in this series last year, went really well. He starts again, so that's credit in itself for you and Trent to get him to, to the post again this year. So it's not easy to contest these Group 1 features when you've got to go through that uh, heat process. But he's come through. And he looks like he's peaking at the right time. You must have been tickled pink with last week, the way he hit the line. Yeah, I was really happy with his last run. Obviously, first up, he was a touch disappointing, but it's always hard when you're first up, and especially when you're off the 30-metre handicap. But uh, last week was a big improvement, and, yeah, he should be even better again for the run this week. Do you think this field is stronger this year or not as strong as last year? Last year, the series was won by Pink Galaz. Uh, personally, I'd probably say that the series last year, I think, was a little bit stronger. I think maybe as well because they've got the two feature mobiles at the end of the carnival. Um, people are opting to bypass this series and just focus on the two feature mobiles. So maybe that's why a couple of the uh, better trotters interstate and that could, can just focus coming up for the last two weekends. But uh, it's still a good field. And I think last week, last year, he might have been off 10 metres and this year he's off 30. So that makes it a lot harder. Yeah, but in saying that, he's had a heck of a time during, you know, when you go back to last year and what he's achieved in between, uh, he's been so good and so consistent. Yeah, he has. He's um, taken us on a great ride and it's been such a thrill and uh, it's great just to be in these races and we're lucky to have a nice little black in. They don't always come around and uh, especially the trotters. It's nice just to have one that trots. So, yeah, we definitely got lucky with him. Well, tell me, is it more a pride and joy for you or more so for Trent? Um, I think probably both. Probably uh, more so for Trent. Like, even when we went back to New Zealand um, a couple months ago and everyone there would ask about him and said, oh, he's done such a great job. So I think Trent uh, probably is extra proud, especially um, 
most people in New Zealand still watch him and follow him over here for Trent and us. So, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that, that's a great thing. Does Trent get nervous uh, when he, you know, sends him out onto the track? Yeah, he gets very nervous. Um, I don't really like going to the races with him when his horses are racing. He's um, <laughs> a lot worse than me. Um, he's pretty bad with most his horses, but Red is definitely the worst. I guess you put a bit of pressure on yourself, but at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. We own him and Trent trains him and I drive him, so... It really doesn't matter what happens. We've only got ourselves to explain things to. Does he give you any tactics when he uh, hands over the, the reins on Saturday night? Uh, not too much. Obviously, we were a little disappointed uh, first up. And uh, he just said, you know, he would have driven in the same the first week. But he said, I think just go the fence next week. And that's what we did. And he hit the line really good. And I know that, like... He does go good and he follows speed really well, but he's also not super tough. And I think every win that we've had him has come from the fence. So I think that's really the plan, just to head to the fence and hope for a lot of luck. But if he does get it, then I'm excited because I think he could be good enough to win, but he does need luck. Okay. Well, historically... uh... Uh, the, the past couple of winners have overcome handicaps. So, you know, you can add your name there. And, and just for you and Trent, uh, you, you're both searching for that Group 1 win. If you could achieve it this weekend with a trotter, that's obviously very special to both of you in a, a race like this. Uh, it'll be a joyous occasion, no doubt. Yeah, it would be pretty exciting. Um, I don't like getting too ahead of myself. But, you know, I definitely think that with the right run and some luck, he can win and it's hard when you're from the back and it's such a big field, but sometimes it makes it a little bit easier if you just kind of hit the fence and look for some gaps. And usually something, especially in these trotting races, something usually opens up and you do see a lot of swoopers as well. Okay. How, how satisfying would it be if you were able to swoop down the outside and, and knock off uh, either Pete or Narissa? <laughs> it would be pretty exciting. Um, not sure what I'd do, but yeah, it'd be very exciting. Absolutely. Well, he's in the race and he's uh, he's got a live chance. There's no doubt about it. He was terrific last week. Your other driver's crime rider for Matty Craven, who's up from Victoria and based with you guys out there. Uh, I think he looks really hard to beat in this race, despite the second row draw. Are you confident about his chances? Yeah, I've always really liked him and um, he's been racing really well. Like he was in a couple you know, near free-for-all races like the Redcliffe Cup. So this is obviously a bit of a drop back. And last week, um, in a bit of an easier race, he was really good. Um, he had a, you know, tough run and he stuck on really good. He was probably a bit unlucky not to win that. So hopefully we can get a good, you know, track into the race or something like that. And I think he'll be hard to beat. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think he looks well-graded there and uh, well-placed with your concession claim. So two drives for you, hopefully two winners. One be a group one, so that'll be a, a great thrill. And uh, I'm sure uh, for Matty, he'd be uh, thrilled to see you salute there with Crime Rider. Really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside on Saturday night. Thanks. Thanks for having me. There's Talia McMullen. So she's going to partner up with Red Castleton for her partner, Trent Letherby. And uh, he's hoping that... Uh, these young guys can combine for their first Group 1 win. He was excellent last week. Sectionally, couldn't have done any more. So he's a live chance. And uh, as it looks right now, it's fairly open.
that uh, Group 1 trotting feature on Saturday night. Before we get to Saturday night, we've got to fill our pockets. Gloucester Parker racing tomorrow night. They've got a huge card, 11 races, so it's a nice and early start. Our man on the ground over there is joining us, Matty Young, and he's online with us now. Matty, good morning. Good morning to you, boys. Okay, you're on the uh, on the uh, the COVID list right now, so uh, we'll keep this brief for you, but uh, where do we find the best bet at GP tomorrow night? Uh, I think we have to be a bit patient, Chris, and wait later in the program uh, about race nine, no, race, where is it? Race eight, number 12, infinite sign. I think he finds a really winnable race here. It's not an overly strong field. The the depth really drops away after uh, sort of three or four chances. And he's a horse that doesn't like really being off the pegs, which is a little bit to his detriment from the draw. But I think uh, once they settle, Ryan Warwick will send him around to the breeze. And from there, I think he can get the job done. So uh, I think it's a nice drop in grade. He's a very smart horse. And I think the class will get him across the line. Race 8, number 12, Infinite Signs, my best. Okay, too big, too strong. Hopefully, race 8, number 12, Infinite Sign. I've got to ask, just on that free-for-all race, here we go again, Jumping Jack Mack, Magnificent Storm, Chicago Bull. Who takes it? <laughs> well, I was so bullish about uh, the chances of Jumping Jack Mack a few weeks ago and Magnificent Storm sat outside him and kicked his brains in, so... Look, you have to go with Magnificent Storm this time, but jumping Jack Mack, he's had a, a win under the belt, albeit very slow last week. So uh, how do you get too enthusiastic about that performance? So uh, a hit out, he hasn't really had a real solid one where he's been able to win. So I think Magnificent Storm can get the job done. Great to see Aldo Cordopassi back. He drove a yeah. winner on Tuesday night. He's been back after that horror fall in April and uh, he's back driving winners and reunited with a horse he's had so much success on. So that's fantastic to see. I think the stablemate's going to get a really good run. He finished off really well last start, too fast, too serious, and he, he's capable if they really go hard. But I think it'll be controlled aggression from Eldo, and I think he can get the win with Magnificent Storm. OK, yeah, great to see Eldo back. And just on... Aiden DeCampo, who's been aboard Magnificent Storm in those uh, two uh, victories so far this campaign. Was I right? Did Hanson, is he back out of retirement? He is. He is. Uh, He was a surprise. uh, He was a surprise uh, return to trials last Wednesday. And he won a trial that I called at Bunbury. There's no vision of it, but... He just cruised away and did what he needed to do. And he trialled again yesterday and uh, was successful in a trial yesterday. So... Look, uh, it's great to see him back. And from how he's done the trials, he he looks like he's really comfortable and happy. So uh, I think fitness and race fitness is going to be a bit of an issue for him uh, getting him back to main form. But uh, he's he's back. He's on on the way up, that's for sure. And things are getting exciting over here, Chris. We've got uh, Wonderful to Fly resuming tomorrow night after a little bit of a break. Uh, we've seen Labra Joe return with the win last Friday and he was devastating in that win. That was unbelievable to do what he did first up. And he's in again on Friday night. But the the racing tomorrow night is going to be first class. Yeah. So all we're missing basically is Shockwave. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, Shockwave. Mighty Ronaldo, it'd be great to see him uh, get around very soon, and Shockwave is a, a huge omission. And if we can get Chicago Bull back to his best, 
uh, for winter, things are heating up. Yeah, well, there's a lot to look forward to. There's no doubt about it. Really appreciate the time, as always, Matty. Race 8, number 12, Infinite Sign, the best bet at GP tomorrow night. Get healthy. <laughs> I'll try. Cheers, mate.